I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome to the Living History UK podcast, a podcast for the discerning and knowledge-hungry historians out there. You can support our podcast and get much more from Living History UK by joining our Patreon from just £1. And by doing so, you'll be a part of an ever-growing community and really help to make a difference as we strive to keep history alive. But for now, enjoy this podcast. Hello, and welcome to this rather special bonus episode of the Living History UK podcast. And the reason we are doing this podcast is because yesterday we undertook a challenge for charity. We climbed a peak in South Wales in all in all in the effort to raise as much money as possible for a fantastic charity. So I'm joined on this episode by Peter Neal. So Pete, what was the charity and what did we climb? So the charity that we're raising the money for is Suffer, which is the forces charity, and they do loads and loads of good work. So it's anything from rehabilitation, uh, people suffering from PTSD, ex-service men and women who say struggling to find housing or struggling to pay for their housing. The list is absolutely endless and they're very effective in what they do. So us being at Living History UK, being that we strive to keep history alive by sort of thanking the people that went before us doing what they did. And you've got the service personnel of this country who made history in their own right. So the only way we can thank them is by helping them out a little bit. And that's why we chose Safa. And they are a fantastic forces charity as well. We did a fundraiser as Living History UK uh, just over a year ago, uh, during one of the many lockdowns we endured as a country. And uh, six of us set off and we uh, walked the Tamworth stop line. We did 10 kilometres in full World War II kit and raised, uh, I think we raised nearly £1,100 for SAF at that time. And we challenged ourselves to, to do another fundraiser this year. So as Pete's mentioned, we did it all in aid of SAFA. But the peak that we climbed was, was Penny Fam. So synonymous with uh, Special Forces Selection. Now, I hasten to add, we didn't do the uh, the full route that the uh, Special Forces Selection uh, sort of uh, nominees do. 
we did a, a much curtailed route, but and we didn't run it either. Um, we definitely didn't have a Bergen or a pack, but we did it nonetheless. And we, we did it all all for, for an act of uh, remembrance and, you know, sort of uh, as a wider sort of objective. But we did it. Uh, the overarching reason we did it was, of course, to raise as much money for Safa as we could. And we set out to um, to raise, I think it's £500, because we have to mention as well that Danny Rees, a good friend of ours, uh, aka Herefordshire lad, as some of you might know from TikTok, he actually set up the fundraising page for us. So um, he's he's organised things behind the scenes and put the joining instructions out and rallied the troops in that sense. And uh, we, we set the date for the 10th of July and we actually recorded this podcast the uh, the following day. And I've got a few little aches and pains, I keep getting cramp in my calves. I don't know how you're getting on though, Pete. Um, I'm, I'm literally, I'm, I'm feeling a lot better than I thought I was going to be. Um, I'm just feeling every now and then just a bit stiff. Like if I've been sat down for a bit, um, and then just start walking, it's just a bit stiff, like around my thighs, around my waist a little bit. But, um, before like going by, um, last time, uh, we did it, um, the first well, two weeks, last two weeks, I'd been doing, um, six kilometers a day just to try and build build myself up to it. And I think if I hadn't have done that, then it would have been a lot, lot worse for me, I think. So, yeah, I'm, I feel absolutely fine. I don't feel fatigued because um, I literally passed out as soon as I got home. Uh, I fell asleep about eight, nine o'clock, I think, and then uh, woke up to go to work this morning at six o'clock, and I felt absolutely fine. Which is quite surprising because um, it might be news to some of you listeners on the podcast, but on Saturday evening, uh, we stayed over in Hereford. We went to a fantastic restaurant there called Beefy Boys. We're not on commission, I promise. But uh, because we were eating there, we thought, why not sort of um, spice things up a little bit in more ways than one? So Pete volunteered to do a bit of a charity sort of uh, fundraising eatathon, for want of a better expression. Now, one of the guys who joined us was a friend of Danny's. Uh, he couldn't make the penny fan hike, but he threw the gauntlet down and he said to Pete, I will donate £50 if you eat a burger with this extra hot Hellboy sauce on. And Pete, to his credit, accepted. And he ate the whole burger with this really red hot sauce on. They used to serve it on a burger in the restaurant and you used to have to sign a waiver to, to consume it. But they've actually stopped uh, making the burger now. So Pete had to put the sauce on himself and he smothered the burger in the sauce. And I thought this isn't going to end well. But not only did he eat that, he also ate a five patty uh, Blue Boy burger as well as sides. And it was a Herculean effort. It really was. So that was an extra £50 in the bag through Pete's fantastic efforts, plus another £20 that came in from uh, another anonymous uh, donation. He knows who he is uh, that came in on the night all in support of Pete, uh, you know, sort of uh, getting stuck in. So kudos to you for doing that, Pete, because I tried to eat a four-patty burger and uh, I didn't finish it, and I love their burgers. But, uh, yeah, it was it was a fantastic effort, so uh, so good on you, mate. Yeah, cheers. It was, um, yeah, it was a bit of a challenge. I weren't feeling very good afterwards. Um, I didn't throw up. I just felt it just sat really, really heavy on me. It did. But also the burger itself, although it had the, spi- the spiciest sauce that they got, um, was it called the Hellboy sauce or something like that? I didn't read the bottle until the end, and it like it's got all the all the crazy chilies in it, so like your ghost chilies and all the all that nonsense. So I weren't surprised that me that me mouth and lips were melting um, when I was eating it. Uh, but the patty itself was actually the spiciest patty 
that they do as well. So not only was it the the heat from the patty itself, it also then had the extra heat from all this sauce that was smothered all over it. Um, yeah, because originally I think everyone thought I was going to put like three drops on it, but then I just pretty much emptied the whole bottle all over it. <laughs> yes, uh, that was quite amusing to watch. We do have the uh, the video downloaded from TikTok because we what we did is we live streamed our whole visit there, and that uh, drew up some support. And we did. It did help us to surpass the five hundred pound target before we even uh, actually got uh, to Penny Fam. So you're paying the price a little bit on a Sunday morning, but I don't think our listeners want to uh, hear me go into detail on that, Pete. So we'll sort of uh, smooth over that, so to speak. But we rocked up at Penny Fan on um, Sunday morning. So yesterday morning, but I mean, it, feel, it almost feels longer ago. But uh, we we sort of rolled up there about seven o'clock put boots on and by 10 to 8 we were ready for a team photograph and then the uh, the walk began and uh, the first sort of what phew, it must be a, a one and a half kilometers was certainly an experience wasn't it yes it was and it was then the route we were taking so you got like the tourist route was the route that we came down but going up was like more the scenic route which was actually one of the routes that the um special forces of the SAS uses their selection Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, so we went up that route, uh, that route, literally as soon as we went past the uh, famous red phone box and got onto the side of the first leg, it literally almost went to a complete incline. Um and so that was a real, real challenging before we started. It weren't like a gentle uh, slope up. It just went sh- almost straight up, um, which didn't also help is that the path um, is like a brick path. Almost, the way it, it, it reminded me of what like a Roman road might look like. That's the only way I could sort of describe it. Um, but the reason they're there is that so many people uh, use it uh, they want to try and save the path, so they had to put these rocks in. So I'm just glad that we weren't doing it in the rock in the wet because that had just been absolutely horrendous. And I'm glad um, that we weren't doing it in kit because originally we planned, um, well, we loosely talked about doing the hike in sort of uh, you know historical uh, kit uniform, whatever you want to call it, and throw it open to various different time periods. And we sort of uh, talked ourselves out of it. And I'm so glad we did because. When we finished yesterday, the temperature on the thermometer in my car was 29 and a half degrees Celsius. And it was it was absolutely boiling. I mean, when we were up on the top of, of the fan, it was a nice cool breeze, but it, it was very hot. And I remember 
Pete, just picking up on what Pete was saying, we went up this uh, this path and uh, we got to the top and we were all sort of blown out our ass a little bit. And then we got got there and we had to drop down into a valley. So the whole height that we'd, we'd gained, the altitude we gained, we lost it all and went into a little dip. And then we had to climb up again and it was a long, gradual path up to uh, what Pete affectionately now calls corned beef. Yeah, because I was told what the name of this peak is and then it, to me, in my ear, it sounded like corned beef. So... Um, with my first world war head on, I thought, ah, true Tommy fashion, call it what it sounds like. So I started calling it corned beef. Um, but yeah, that w- but the slope, but the thing is, although we lost that height and then had to go back up it, it wasn't that bad, like getting up to that sort of halfway point because it was weird. It weren't as, a, as steep a slope than what we'd already gone up. So we had a break there and we saw that massive pool didn't we? Because uh, it's like a valley on the other side with that massive um, pool. That remi- it reminded me of one of those. Um, it reminded me of a, a shell crater, a mine crater. Sorry, you find on the western front where they're just like a little mini reservoir uh, full of water. And then when we finished that, but to actually get onto the top of corn beef, it was um, that then almost went into a vertical climb again. But then when we got to the summit of that, you had to navigate through all these rocks and had to like almost rock climb that little bit to get over and i couldn't believe it that uh den he 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 sprinted up that last bit ridiculous too much energy that man too far too much energy yeah some of the uh some of the more mature mature guys who were on the uh sort of height with us they did put some of us young guns uh, to shame but all the time we were going up there i was just thinking you know guys go up here and girls for that matter now as well which is great run up here with kit and like I just I just thought I could even run up here with just a day sack on, you know. And I'm not by any stretch of the imagination severely unfit, but I'm not very fit either. I'm just average. You just think, God, these superhuman people who come up here and have done this over the years, it's just incredible. And it was such a real nice, uh, sort of poignant thing to do, right? Raising money for an armed forces charity, you know, kind of in their backyard. And we we could see was it um Sunnybridge, I think it was, Pete, if I remember it rightly, the uh training area we could see that in a distance yes it was yeah that was on our left hand side as we were going up because you saw the tree blocks sort of on the side of the on the side of the hill yes i must admit it wasn't very appealing i wouldn't wouldn't want to uh, spend a weekend there when the weather was poor but we were blessed by the weather gods yesterday it was it was fantastic weather you know upwards of 30 degrees as i mentioned earlier um not a cloud in the sky visibility was just insane uh it was it was was fantastic visibility i think it's called corn do um but we will um, from this point onwards, we refer to the first peak as corned beef. So we left uh, corned beef and we went down to a slight little um, sort of downward slope. And then we're on to uh, Penny Fan Summit itself. And the photograph of this podcast episode is all those guys who made it to uh, Penny Fan to the summit. So we went to the summit, had our photo taken. It was getting really busy with, with members of the public there as well. We there must have been at least a couple of hundred people on top of there, and it was just getting busier and busier. Thankfully, we did set off you know, just before 8 a.m., but we got to the summit roughly 11.30. Uh, we sat down, had a bite to eat, and a couple of drinks, and we put our uh, our sort of rucksacks back on, and uh, we were off onto a much easier path. Yeah, so the uh, track that we took down, because we did contemplate on going to the next peak, um, but the heat was getting quite ridiculous by that point and we we're like yeah this this will get silly in the next hour or so so we thought right we'll get ourselves off um 
and we then realised how many, how so many people were here because they ended up they were coming up the tourist, the, like the tourist path. So the descent was a lot better than anything that we'd done previously that day. Um, so yeah, so we uh, started our descent. Uh, the only thing I didn't like about it was was the uh, was because of the angle of it. My me, me little toe, me right left foot, sorry, because of obviously hitting the ground. We, toes kept on curling over and that ended up giving me a blister but apart from that my feet were fine but uh yeah but um, then we had that annoying person that runner coming past screaming at us was it move left or something like that but didn't tell us until they were like one pace behind us which was a bit annoying <laughs> but yeah but it was all right uh, i think that runner might have slightly been confused as to where she was shouting keep left i think she might have uh Foolishly thought she was, she was on an escalator on the London Underground, but nonetheless, each to their own. You know, she could quite easily have just gone off the path. But there we go. You know, either way, we soldiered on. We went down the um, sort of main tourist route path, and it was getting really busy by by this point. We were uh, when we got back down for just before. I think it was roughly half twelve. I got down. I, I know I was one of the last ones off, but I got slightly sidetracked because Danny, uh, knowing me as well as he does said, oh, this looks like a pillbox. And I went, yes, it does. This this looks like a machine gun post, actually, or a six-pounder position. So I investigated it closer, having to cross a little stream uh, on, the, on the journey on which I actually found someone's mobile phone, which was still turned on. So they must have dropped it, sat on the riverbank. So we did hand that in at the burger van. So our good deed was done for the day. And uh, I went and investigated this, um, this pillbox, and it was actually a uh, machine gun position. And I could have got into it, but unfortunately the entrance was on private land. I didn't fancy jumping the fence. So back down I went, crossed over the stream, joined, rejoined the footpath. And um, there was actually a huge sex, uh, section post, which is a giant pillbox, obviously enough room in there for a section, uh, which was really cool, covering the main road uh, coming up from the uh, southwest of Wales. That was a real nice little bit of uh, history to find, but it completely evaded you, didn't it, Pete? Yeah, it did, because by that point, I just wanted to get off the mountain and take my boots off and get changed out of my sweaty gear, to be honest with you. I wasn't, I wasn't holding much interest for everything else, apart from the plaque that I found, though, because just as you get to the foot of the tourist footpath, there's like a natural National Trust plaque um, saying that it was uh, donated to them in 1965 by some insurance company. And I thought that was my bit of history for the day. I thought that was that, that was enough for the day. <laughs> yeah, I, I spotted that as well, actually. And uh, Danny, who's been in there a few times, hadn't even hadn't actually seen that before. But I did grab a photo of it because I thought that was was really quite cool, and it ties in with the whole period. Um, I'm assuming, of course, of the whole right to ramble, which is uh, which is an amazing piece of history in itself. And I think we ought to cover that in a, a podcast episode at some point in the future but there we go guys that is our very brief uh, roundup of our expedition at penny fan all in aid of safa fantastic forces charity if you want to donate the link will be open for a few days more we've whacked it in the description of this episode if you're listening any point uh, after july uh, 2022 then you're too late but keep your eye out there might just be another fundraiser coming up soon and it's really important that we challenge ourselves to do these things we enjoy doing it as well well most of us do and um it's very much a case of it's the least we can do for the fantastic jobs that servicemen and service women uh, have done and continue to do for our amazing country uh so 
there we go, guys. If you enjoy the podcast, please do uh, give us a review. Uh, make sure you hit the notification bell icon on whichever platform you're listening on. And until next time, keep history alive. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to support it, then why not send us a PayPal donation? All donations help us pay to host the podcast and for us to create new content for your enjoyment. Furthermore, if you would like to submit a question or even a subject matter for the podcast, join Patreon and send us a message. We'd love to hear from you. The links are in our bio. Until next time, keep history alive. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.